So, uh, Connor, Brian, what's going on? How are we doing today, guys? Doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. If you recall a couple episodes ago on the show, mm-hmm. I was talking about how we started a Marvel rewatch. Oh, that's right. Yeah. How's that going so far? Well, it's it's okay. Uh, we're we're into Thor now, and I think we're we're just shocked at how not good it is. Oh my god. Um, there are still some good moments in it, though. I mean, like, there's good little humor. Another that stuff, like <laughs> well, kind of stuff like that. Yeah, that's but like yeah. the one line that I remember from that film. I feel like I've only ever seen it once. But it, it, like, I, I'll give you like the the blonde eyebrows. It's <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's it's one of the small details that kind of sticks with you. It, it stays with you for sure. <laughs> and like he truly does have like hobo hair. Oh, for sure. Like they they make that reference multiple times. Like this hot hobo. <laughs> um, but if there's one thing that I will say from you know this early phase of our Marvel watch through, mm-hmm. it's that the music's just not that good. You know, it's not Evanescence good. That well, it's it's very Evanescent. I will say that much. Fair enough. Uh, you know, but I feel like that just pales in comparison to the theme that we all know and love. Oh. Oh, yes, of course. You can't, I mean, the next generation, of course. Yes. It's the next generation of themes. Personally, my favorite variation on the classical Star Trek theme. Oh, my God. Well, my favorite... Uh, take on it is new clock everybody hello and welcome to spock phases last my name is connor i'm andrew and we're here to talk star trek all things star trek and anything even freaking related to star trek and today we have a very special episode ahead of us first of all we want to say hi brian brian how you doing hello hello i'm doing well how are you doing very good we're also joined by an expert today to talk about our topic yes. uh none other than my my wife eva eva hello hello i'm uh, an expert now you are an expert because essentially <laughs> we were watching uh <clears throat> what we're about to talk today and you were teaching me everything that i didn't know i didn't realize you were such a nerd about this movie and i love it <sighs> i grew up with star trek oh my god well, I thought I loved Star Trek until until this all started, so she's going to help us out. And today, what we're going to be talking about is none other than our favorite movie of the whole franchise. Right. Star Trek Nemesis. That's right. Oh, my the God. The 2002 eponymous classic that put Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones to utter shame. Oh, my God. Yeah, it came out only a few months after the uh, uh, Star, or what was it? Uh, Star, Star Wars Rather, is that what they call it? I'm pretty sure. I don't. I mean, they only did so many movies. Yeah, you know. So I don't. This really... is the tenth Star Trek film. That's what I'm getting at. Like they they establish this universe right off the bat, and they they want to come around and act like they're all hot hot stuff. Yeah, forget about it. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna go. We're gonna review Star Trek Nemesis today. I'm very excited about this. I want to. I want to go over the cast. I want to go over the actual story beats and everything. The pinnacle of storytelling. The pinnacle of storytelling. I also just want to talk about uh, the experience of watching the movie on Pluto TV. But <laughs> we'll get. We'll get to that point. Um, Wait, I didn't think Pluto was a planet anymore. No, it's it's a what is it called? It's I didn't like know they had their own service. cable. Well, I guess it's, it's a streaming service. I was gonna say. I thought. Isn't it like a. It's an a exoplanet. Dwarf, an exoplanet yeah. or dwarf planet or some dwarf kind planet. of thing. Nah, either way. That's kind of offensive. You don't want to say that. No. It does seem a little little crude. A little especially da- a little dated. Especially for, you know, such an esteemed and peace loving uh saga such as Star Trek. Of course. And we as Star Trek fans, we really need to be more considerate. That's fair. <laughs> we gotta we gotta be keepers of the peace in our own rights. We gotta make sure that we're total pacifists through this whole thing. That being said, should we go through the uh, the 
synopsis. Yes, please. Uh, hit me, hit me with a synopsis. So the synopsis for Star Trek Nemesis is Captain Jean-Luc Picard, played by Patrick Stewart, diverts the Starship Enterprise from its scheduled trip to Commodore Riker and Counselor Trio's uh, wedding to negotiate a peace treaty with the Romulans. Picard is shocked when Shinzon, the new praetor of the Romulans, admits the admits to being a clone of him. So spoiler alert right there. When the crew members discover a break-in in, 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 on their computer, they are forced into a life-or-death battle to stop Shinzon's warbird before it could destroy the Earth. I know you were trying to be very sensitive to the Beta Z population. Yes. But it is Counselor Troy. It is Counselor Thank Troy. You. Okay. All right. So right off the bat, I'm already screwing this up. But, I mean, I also have the cast list if you want to go over that, too. Yeah. I got um, it, too, if, if you... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Like please. Okay, go, sure. I, take the lead. So we've got Patrick Stewart as Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Mm-hmm. We have Jonathan Frakes as William Riker. Yes. We what have Brent Spiner as Data and before. Really pulling a lot of heavy lifting. I love Two that. roles. Oh yeah. Can God. you imagine playing multiple roles in one movie like this? That's it's, incredible. Especially for 2002. Yeah. Like nothing like that has ever who been else, done before. Who else does that in 2002? Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Oh. <laughs> Mike, that's two Mike actors Trump. playing one role. That's fair. That's fair. All right, all that's right, fair. Right. Yeah. <laughs> then we have LeVar Burton as Jordy LaForge. Reading Rainbow. Michael oh Dorn God. as Worf. Oh. Marina Sirtis as Deanna Troy, Gates McFadden as Beverly Crusher, oh. Tom Hardy as Shinzon, Ron Perlman as Viceroy. I was so excited when I found out that he was in that movie. <laughs> and I'm just going to jump around for a couple more names here. Of course. Uh, we have Dinah Meyer as Commander Denatra of the uh, Romulan Empire. Oh, yeah, she and comes to the comes to the uh, to the rescue. I think, that's right? that's correct, mm. and we do have. I think it's absolutely wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> we do have some uncredited cameos from Whoopi Goldberg as yes. Gwynnon and uh, Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton as mm-hmm. Wesley Wesley Crusher. That's correct. Coming back, and it's the one kid that everyone loved yelling at, but now he's all grown up. And I guess a special shout out to. Uh, Catherine Mulgrew Ooh. reprising her role as Captain Admiral. Janeway. Yeah, she's Admiral in this She's film. Admiral now. She got promoted. She was very, uh, uh, Eva was very excited whenever that cameo popped up. I mean, just talking about like our favorite moments from this movie, uh, I think just to start us off on the right track was just, I love the fact that they brought everyone back from the series. The gang's all there. The gang's all there. I mean, I, I hadn't seen Whoopi in forever. I actually forgot she was a part mm-hmm. of the show to begin with. But seeing her there and just acting, I mean, like, I love the line that she throws at LeVar Burton, where he was just like, you know, you ever think you'll get married again? She goes, nah, what was it, like, 28's enough, or 23 is my limit, <laughs> or whatever. I'm cutting off. And it's just like, that double take that LeVar gives her was perfect. So I love that kind of stuff. Yes. But just whoopee being whoopee. Just whoopee being whoopee. <laughs> but let's start off with the wedding. Or even no, no, do you no. want to, let's, let's start get, off. Let's back it up. All right. We got, <laughs> we got, yeah. All right. So we're talking at the Romulan. Capital, yes, or like the uh, the Capitol building or wherever it is that the this whole opening scene takes place. Makeup is beautiful. Yes, uh, I think it honestly like I I thought I was looking at a different species the entire time. I thought it was legitimately like found footage of aliens. You know, some some weird. It was a Romulans, right? Th- yes. Oh my goodness. 
from from space C-SPAN. From space C-SPAN. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could have been the black box. Yes. Probably. No, something the... something about something about science fiction movies in 2002. A lot of uh, a lot of Senate meetings. Yes, a lot of much. politics. Well, it was just that it's was a big a, theme. That but was as the compared to that stupid Star Wars film, yeah, this was fair. real. Well, yeah. I felt this. For one thing, you could you could actually like pick a side. It wasn't oversaturated with you know multitudes of heroes different on both systems. sides. Yes, exactly right. So it was it was a very easy kind of just jump right in. But I mean, t- to that end, um, I remember seeing that one point where there was like they focused on the red necklace. I was like, something's gonna happen with it, but I didn't know what to expect. And then next thing you know, it turns into the most advanced computer computer graphics I've ever seen. (laughs) Oh my god, so real! Even in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they don't like the the snapping. No, oh my god, child's play compared to the Thaleron generator. So I mean, this is akin to something like Clash of the Titans, uh, seeing uh, Medusa's head. Everyone kind of turns to stone. Yes, that was. Terrifying, and just seeing the one guy just like tip over and completely shatter, I was like, "Oh no! What did they do? Who was like, like, and like, even just the ramifications from that? Like, who knows who 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 knows what would have happened had that guy not have died? You know yes. what I mean? So, and an, an incredible feat of technology from these dilithium miners and their leader, who happens to be a. a Slave soldier from oh. the last war. Yes, the final war, if yes. you will. But That's either what way, they say. <laughs> so we open up with uh, death and deceit and everything, and murder in the capital, and then we flash forward to a much happier scene: a wedding, a wedding. Uh, not just any wedding, though. Commander Riker. Yes. The the uh, the sly guy is finally setting down, settling down. Yes. This the... guy is very much like known for being. Ch- uh, that uh, guy, hairy chested, roguish oh, guy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> He's buttered a lot of muffins in his day. <laughs> There's like uh, we, uh, you know, to to pre- uh, prep for this, we were watching a few different things. But I remember we watched uh, an honest trailer for Star Trek, um, and they emphasized what's known as the Riker maneuver. Uh, <laughs> is anyone else familiar with this? No, please enlighten me. <laughs> the Riker maneuver apparently is whatever any time. Uh, Commander Riker would take a seat in this show. He always put his leg over the back of the chair to sit down. Oh. So if, if he was coming in from behind the chair, he would take his left leg, arc it over the back of the chair, and then sit down like it was nothing. And he did it every time. And they did a montage of it. It was hilarious. But through this whole movie, he didn't do the he didn't do the maneuver once. Oh no. So now I'm starting to wonder if he was even like really. I think really they Riker. do that on Rikers Island now too. Oh well, maybe. See now it's, you just the ambitious crossover. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we're getting, but he's just got hitched, though, bro. And not only that, he well, got, he's settling down. He's settling down. <laughs> he, yeah. does, he doesn't need to to do that peacock strut anymore. That's fair. And what a catch! Oh my god! In yeah. Counselor Troy. Well, one of the most advanced people to actually work on the Enterprise, that matter. That's true. She's an empath and a telepath. That's that is correct. Oh my goodness. Well, so what do you think that means for their relationship? There's, I mean, like, for him being as much of a horn dog as he is, there's no skipping out now. Like, there's no way you're hiding anything from her. That's how I feel, anyways. That would be quite the, uh, quite the pickle <laughs> that you would find yourselves in. Fair enough. Well, even from beyond that, then we get like, yeah, we get all the nice little cameos here and there, seeing Whoopi and all that, seeing Wesley. Uh, move on a little bit further. We're back into space, and then even at that, we uh, we get the. Oh, what was her name? Uh, the cameo from the Admiral. 
um, Janeway. Janeway. And she's saying, I got a special mission for you, Picard. I'm sending you guys to Nevada. Nevada. <laughs> got one last one last run for you, for Riker, before he goes on his honeymoon or whatever. And he's just like, you got to go broker this tre- this peace treaty uh, between the, the the Raymans and the Romulans. Remans and the Romulans. I keep forgetting how to pronounce that name. I don't know. Remax. Remax. Are, you, are you familiar? So as we all well know, my name is Roman. Oh, well, I'm just learning that now. So, so wait, what? <laughs> uh, I mean, my last name, my, uh-huh. my my surname, my proper name. That's fair. Is Roman. So I'm certainly at least a little bit interested in you know Roman history. That's fair. So when we were talking about the the Romulans and the Remans, mm. you're talking about. Romulus and Remus, the founders of the Roman Empire, the makes great sense. Roman Empire. I think I'm going to call this place Rome. What makes you say that? I don't know. Feeling. <laughs> Precisely. So, so so what you're saying is you're 116th Romulan? Um, Ooh. I can neither confirm nor deny. So now okay. we're just... <clears throat> I don't want to get too far into that because that's almost Scientology area, you know. <laughs> it's where we're going to talk about like alien descendancy and stuff like that. It's just going to get too far. But I do want to go back to one thing. Ooh. So if you, if you'll recall, as, as Brian was saying, they, the, the scene on the unsettled or undeveloped planet, mm-hmm. uh, he described it as looking like Nevada. <laughs> and all I want to say is that's just one more thing that star Wars stole from star Trek. That's true. They did that in the Mandalorian this past season, <laughs> went to the Hills of Southern California with a dune buggy. With a dune buggy and filmed a bunch of obscene, violent <laughs> crap. Garbage. Fair Garbage. Enough. Garbage. Star Trek did it first. And better. And better. And better. Well, so to that end, I want to say something that there was a little thing that Star Trek stole from Simpsons. I got to say this much. And it's the protection that Picard and Data and all of them are wearing while they're on the desert, you know? Uh, there's a point... Um, where they have it's just safety glasses. Safety glasses. Yeah. In The Simpsons, there's a great there's a great uh, nod to like old 50s sci-fi where like it's um they act like it's like they're astronauts, right? They act like they lost air pressure, and so they're like we gotta we gotta put on our protection, and they just literally put on safety goggles, and they just act like <gasps> they can finally breathe, and then the one person lights up a cigarette like it was nothing else, and that's kind of what I was expecting to happen here. They're like we gotta put on our protection, so they just put on the you know the little glasses, and it's safe. Can we talk about their Doom buggy? The Doom buggy, the, the Argo, the Argo, the like the the most resilient piece of hardware that you find in Star Trek. It feels like that thing was taken hit after hit and just kept on going. That's right. I want one of those. And well, I mean, as Data very very quippily <laughs> notes, why do humans always wish to drive at unsafe velocities? Because you've never been to Kennywood, bro. To humans be speeding. Humans be speeding, bro. It just makes sense. It's fun. Just kick some dirt up in your face. I don't know. <laughs> but even to that end, they start getting chased by. I mean, is that what? Who were they chased by exactly? Were they ro- uh, Remans or what was it? Uh, like, what was the species they were being chased? No, by? No, I think they were from Gastown. Gastown. Yes, because this is also another like Mad Max allegory. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely felt Mad Max vibes. Yes. <laughs> That's fair. I guess there is a, a, a very small controversy here. A little homage. You know, in Star Trek, we have the first contact doc- doctrine. Yes. That you can't essentially reveal your advanced technologies to developing societies. If you can help it. But even at that end, like, they, they revealed themselves by 
doing donuts in the desert. I don't know what to tell you. And I mean, I think that's a fair point, but it's it's just a little bit of contention. Just so, some food for thought. That's fair. I guess we also got to mention the fact that why they were on that planet to begin with is they found body parts to an android. Yes. But not just any android. Uh, an early model of data, no less. Yes. B4. B4. Very clever. Dr. Sung has quite the penchant for choosing some good names. Because yes. not only do we have data and B4, but, you know, if as we all know with our previous watch throughs of the la- of the next generation mm-hmm. uh there's also a android character called lore oh who as opposed to being very data driven is very whimsical and story driven oh uh, well that makes more sense hence the name yes of course uh, i could see that i don't think there's ever been a character to do dad jokes quite like quite like them <laughs> yes of course it's it is it's it's an art form Honestly, truly, but, I mean, high art, even just seeing uh, the back and forth, like, again, the actor portraying data and before, but the back and forth in the seat where he's just holding that da- uh, before his head and he's just going, you know, it's like, uh, why are we running away? And it's just like, because like, we're being shot at. But why? Because we were just found you. But why? And it's like, oh, yeah, it's like when we were kids. And that's what we did to annoy our parents. It's, <laughs> it's it, it was very cute, very clever. I liked it a lot. Precisely. I don't know. <laughs> I really liked when Picard like opened up the, the side console. Was <laughs> like, put, just put, the head, in there. Yeah, yeah. put the head in the head compartment. Let's oh go. <laughs> Perfectly sized head compartment. It was impressive. Well, then they get him back to the ship, and they, they're able to somehow reassemble him. And uh, that's how they find out that he's just an early model of Data. Yes. Which, that's kind of cool in itself. I you know, you don't, you don't get to see a lot of history on the androids in Star Trek. So I appreciate that they were going for a little bit of lore into Data's past at that point. Oh, I see what you did there. Very clever. Fair enough. Before times, if you will. <laughs> but all the same. Uh, and I also thought it was very clever of how they do his voice is just a little more digitized than Data's. Like, Data is, he could pass as human, save for the, the pale skin. But, like, a B4 with the voice that he has is almost too modulated. So there's no, there's no, way, there's no way you could really subterfuge that. Or at least you think so till later. W- wonderful sound design. Wonderful sound design. It really adds to the story. That's what I say. That oh my god! But uh, to keep at it. So uh, what's the next clip on here? We have uh, we got the word from Jane Way. We got to go to the peace treaty, and then uh, we found out that uh, we have to put the honeymoon on hold because we're going into Romulan territory. Yes. And uh, from there, that's where we find. The what's the name of the ship that they come across? The Scimitar. The Scimitar. That's right. Which is what a an incredible ship. It is a really cool ship. It's vicious. Even the way that uh, she's a predator. Yes, the way that Picard <laughs> per, like perceives it. She's a predator. It's like it's got like tens of thousands of missiles and such on it. It's ridiculous. Perfect cloaking. Perfect cloaking. That was impressive too. That's scary in its own right. Yes. Oh, but uh, just. And, like, I don't know, I, I, I really didn't know what to expect. I know that they were trying to broker a peace treaty and all that kind of stuff. But just what, like, the, the whole intro of Shinzon. Let's let's talk about this. Can we talk about Shinzon a little bit, Tom let's, Hardy? Let's, let's talk about it. Beautiful. First of all, I... <clears throat> First of all, he, uh, I mean, this this is the inspiration for Alexa. And like smart home lighting. It's true. It's incredible. Raise the light level four levels or something like that. But... Yeah, computer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I was very firm. But uh, I was going to say that Eva brought up to me uh, that you really enjoyed uh, Shinzon's outfit. 
His outfit was the best part of the whole movie. Iridescent to a fault. And like even in whip. the very low lighting that yes. they were fire. Oh, but like you could just see based on this outfit alone that this was a sinister character. And, and like, he's got style. And he's got style. I got major Mugatu vibes there. Oh, for sure. <laughs> he's so hot right now. That Viceroy is so hot right now. <clears throat> but even to that end, again, seeing that Viceroy and like hearing him talk a few times, I was telling myself like, why does this guy sound familiar? And eventually looking it up and finding out it was Ron Perlman, I was like, I could totally see him. Heck boy himself. You could see Ron him Perlman. through the ma- like through the makeup. Like it is straight up him, like the like the stern brow and everything. And so I, it just it it made that portrayal that much more enjoyable. I, I feel like Ron they Perlman. didn't even need to like do any prosthetics on his no. forehead. And no, head. no, no. Not at all. They just needed to sink his eyes a little bit and that was it. Yes. But I appreciate it that much. But even to that end, finding out that not only is Tom Hardy like, I thought he was going to be like his son, right? And no, he, he's not his son. He's his clone. A clone. He, he's a clone of Picard. Spoiler alert, by the way. I'm sorry. We should have emphasized that for a movie that's like 19 years old at this point. But still. It happens. It happens. So <laughs> Shinzon, Tom Hardy, is none other than the evil clone of Jean-Luc Picard. Not inherently evil. Not inherently evil. He's just a flawed a flawed clone, if you will. It's all about upbringing at that point. Well, it is. And he had a troubling life. Well, we can talk about it. He was a child soldier mm. in the Romulan War. And then uh, what happened? Well, so he was bred to eventually usurp Jean-Luc, right? He was. Eventually. And we'll, we'll get into that in, in just a moment. Fair enough. But once the warring faction of the Romulan Empire was overthrown... They had no further use for him, so they sent him off to Remus, to Remus, and put him in the mines. put him in the mines, the dilithium mines. Just forget about on him. the dark side of the planet. Also, can we talk about just the sheer, the sheer wonder that a planet that revolves around a star but then doesn't rotate? Yes, that's very true. It's got to be weird for their. I mean, just wow. the, the gravity on the planet itself has got to be off the charts. Yes, I would have to think there would be some very interesting uh, physics. physics at play, which is probably why the Remans, despite being, you know, basically of the same stock as the the Romulans, have evolved into such a different type of society, almost like slimy esque. Yes, in a way. Well, that I mean, honestly, if you want to get down to politics, you could just say it's probably because they were they're ground dwellers, like hiding in dark. Like even at that point, like. Ron Perlman's character retreats to the dark whenever he raises the light level. So it kind of gives you the idea that these are mole people in a sense. Yes. And that's even Shinzon himself. He would, I mean, to kind of play on Tom's eventual career choice, you know, he wasn't a man until he saw the light. He was, you know, he was, was born into the dark. He was born into the dark, molded by it. I did not see the light until I was a man or something like that. No, I think the quote in this one was, I didn't see the, the sun or the stars. Until I was a, a for man. another ten years, yeah, something like that. I went, wow, this is crazy foreshadowing. It is crazy foreshadowing. It was almost the exact same character he was playing before. Just another, another t- feather in the cap. Oh, my God, for the brilliance of this film. Uh, we also we get, as you were alluding to, so so what we also learn eventually about the character of Shinzon is that not only was he a clone of Picard, but he was supposed to essentially have this rapid aging technology inside his kind of molecular cellular 
complexion. Get him up to speed to where Jean-Luc is in age range. So on Precisely. his 18th birthday, then he would just overnight become 40. That's right. Oh, that would be a hell of a growth spurt. <laughs> right? I would probably be a little sad to to miss out on, on oh, that years. phase the of my life. Yes. roguish years. You go from like having the the best, like, uh, oh, man, I was going to, I forget what I was even going to say. Essentially, you could eat anything. And then next thing you know, it's just gastrointestinal, like uh, everything is just heartburn, everything. Surprise, yes. you get, you're oh, old right. now. You're old now. <laughs> that is how it Your feels. Your back anymore. hurts. <laughs> you wake up every day. You need just... a knee replacement. Get some curd. <laughs> Get scared, gang. You can't get all that crap out of you. Excuse me. You can't recover from drinking spells. That Romulan ale. Yeah, it should, it be, should illegal. be illegal. It should be illegal. It that is. is. That was a great callback later on whenever uh, What's-Her-Face shows up and is like, do you need help? We'll, t- we'll have a drink over Romulan ale. I was waiting for Worf to be like, oh. Like, just like hold his head in the background. Too like, soon. Too soon. I, I'm very impressed that the Romulan would still say, you know what? Don't nothing that I can't get in the exclusion zone. Mm. I just want more Romulan ale. Hell yeah, it's got to be good stuff. It must be pretty special at that point. Never tasted it. <laughs> well, so to that end, uh, just going through and through, we know that um, we know that Picard is being tasked by Shinzon to broker said treaty. Yes, so that he can free his people. That's that's kind of the long and short of it. That's how he perceives it, anyways. Until we realize that that's uh, not what he's after. That's not what he's, he's after, after at all. Picard's blood. And that, why does he need his blood exactly? That okay. part was never really clear to me. Well, Be- because he didn't hit the magic eighteen to forty button. <gasps> yes. Oh, that's right. <laughs> he so, skipped it, so. so he started getting extra veiny. Yes. Is that what happens? Exactly. Very, very vascular. Very vascular. I think the explanation in the movie was that his just like internal structure was starting to break down. Ooh. Oh, yeah, because uh, the Viceroy kept doing the hand thing and being like, you're dying faster now mm-hmm. because you didn't get the blood in time mm-hmm. or something. A lot of very kind, gentle caresses it was like a fa- chest. It was like a father to him. Absolutely. Didn't say how, what kind of father. It's like, but, ooh, you're you not know. feeling well? Have some vapor rub. <laughs> Vicks vapor rub fix everything. You're fine. That's true. You're fine. It does. It really does. It's magic. That's just science. <laughs> it's and some... WD-40. Yeah. It's, it's, in, it's medically... Medically instruction. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> yes. Medical WD-40. But so then we find, <laughs> just to turn back to the story a little bit, don't want to make this episode too long. You that's know. fair. That's fair. Uh, so eventually, after we kind of realize the, the true motivations behind what Shinzon is after, uh, he and he, Shinzon kind of realizes that Picard is not going to willingly help him. Uh, he decides that the only recourse is to kidnap Picard. Oh, my God. And beams him straight off the Enterprise. Right back onto the scimitar. Exactly. <sighs> and then captures him. And then that's when Data has to do one of the most... I mean, this is we're getting towards like the tail end of the movie here at this point, right? Well, we're getting into the, the meat of the action, I The meat of say. the action. So I was really worried about the Enterprise. Can I start off with that? Just the actual dogfight between uh, the Scimitar and the Enterprise, they're back and forth. I was not sure who was going to come out on top. But just seeing, like, I mean, I first of all, I, I don't even know what the guy's name was, but they emphasized one guy on the bridge. Getting sucked out into space. That guy got sucked out into space. There was one point where, like, 
they, I think they were like, this is Romulan territory. And then whenever they brought that up, they emphasized that guy. And like you saw in his face, he said, I have a bad feeling about this. In retrospect, I'm thinking that guy was like, this is where I die. And like, he probably had a, like a premonition thinking probably, like, you he know, looked at his shirt and was like, Wait, oh, wrong color today. Yeah. Why did everything else have to be in the wash? And the <laughs> next thing you know, he gets sucked out in the space. That's terrifying. But thank God they have like the ray shield to actually keep everyone else from being sucked out. That's some great technology. We well, did. We've kind of jumped ahead a little bit here. I'm sorry. Because we, we haven't really spent enough time on the, the daring rescue of Captain Picard. That's, that's fair. Right. That's kind of where I was aiming for, but I think I was way off. But that seems that. a little bit later. That's fair. So I do get I do get them confused for what it's worth. It's it's understandable. Well, even to that end, we we did we talk about before uh doing his subterfuge? Well, I guess we haven't actually. Yeah. So it turns out there's a subplot in this movie and it's about before and uh data having an existential crisis essentially. Oh my and goodness, it's wholesome though. It, oh, it's very wholesome. Data is just like, listen, uh, you know, you are you my dad? Are you my dad? No, I'm more like your brother. You're my brother, and that was that was a very cute little thing of just like being bad. It's like, but brother, why, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And stuff like that. And basically found out that like they placed before on this planet so that they could pick it up. Shinzon placed him there. Yes. Dun dun dun. So that they would pick him up and assemble him and eventually hack into the mainframe. Exactly. Kind of Using the extra data point yes. that he had on his back. Which is amazing. Which yeah, I mean, it seems like a little bit of an oversight from Jordy when he was checking out this before Android. Well he Oh, I missed a whole port on his neck. He did say something about <laughs> it. He was like it was it, this is a redundant memory port or something like that. He's like, it's only just for backup files, you know, about the cat and stuff. That's basically what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Where you store your extra space cat photos. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that he had a cat. Is that so wrong? I no. I love I love Data's cat. <laughs> Sorry. But all the same. Anyway. Yes. So Unfortunately, before even the best laid plans kind oh. of go to waste, and the crew of the Enterprise, particularly Data, is very quick to pick up on this deceit and deception. Lies. And then come out with an even better uh, better solution on the other side of it. Yes. And so the daring rescue, as it were, yes. turns out that he pretended to be before Yes. when Picard got captured. And then was able to help Picard escape. And then there is a great um, Chekhov's gun moment as they're walking out. And he goes, hey, check it out. And he opens up his wrist. And he pulls out this little diamond thing and says, like, this is a good, like, personal transporter. But it's only good for one person. And Picard, being the nice guy he is, he's like, we will find a way off together. 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 Which, again, give it up to Patrick. Patrick Stewart. He brought it. He brings it every time. All these movies. It's ridiculous. I love it. And the show. And the show. And the show. I always forget about the show, but like honestly, like it's just I wonder if his I wonder if he ever gets like sore muscles from like carrying the so much weight. (laughs) I mean, there are I mean look, I I gotta give it up. The cast, honestly, it's it's one of the best casts out there because like everyone plays their parts perfectly. I really think so. And but like I'm just I just I'm I'm just singling out Picard right now because this is like his story. This was his time to shine. This was his time to shine for sure. And he's got the head to shine. That's for sure. Why does he have a shiny head? (laughs) Well, didn't they? Well, every time that they talked about looking in a mirror, I always thought they were looking at each other's foreheads. Is that bad? 
Yes, it seems bad because no one said anything. So, (laughs) 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 all right, that wasn't a good joke, but I'll take it. But uh, to that end, they're able to escape. Uh, they have a daring little like scene right down the hallway. They're they're flying down that little speeder thing. I, I just, love that. I want to go back before we get too far along. Okay. Uh, you know, I think there's there's a lot of controversy and a lot of you know crit- uh, critiques between like the the Star Trek verse and the Star Wars verse. The what? I uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh. Between you know which is the better android, Data or C3PO? But check out this quip. Okay. From Data during this daring rescue. Move, puny human animal! <laughs> I did like that one. A bit less florid, Data. That was pretty good. So. Sorry, sir. Sorry. I mean, I don't I don't think that Anthony Daniels has anything on the way that Brett Spiner goes about his I mean, business. Is he still working? I Pretty sure he's retired. I'm pretty sure. So, I mean, like, if I had to be stuck in a, in, a, in a tin cup all day, I mean, I'd feel the same way. But regardless, honestly, Data just being who he is, I, I did like that little quip. You're right about that. that was good. Um, and then finally being able to come back and, you know, get everyone back on the ship and get out of there. So not only did he, you know, pretend to be before, but he also gave fake plans I think it was the other side of it too. Yes. Shinzon's original idea was to get the location of the entire like Starfleet mm-hmm. so that he could uh, eliminate them all one by one or all at one time. And now with uh, the help of Data being B4, I think they were able to be like, ha ha ha, no, that's not happening today. Oh, not today. That guy. You yes. Know. Yeah. So I think uh, it's cool though because for a minute we didn't really know – whether he was before or whether he was data. I was completely taken by it. Yeah. But then, and it goes back to what I was saying before. Like it, all it comes down to is the voice. The voice mm-hmm. is what's going to trick the modulation, you. Modulation. Modulation. So we just should have paid attention. That's my own damn fault. But then <laughs> in, in, a, in a little bit of a reversal on this clever plan from data, mm. uh, we do find that a fleet of star fleet ships. I don't know if that's the, it might be a murder of Starfleet Ooh, ships. That's fair. That might be accurate. Do a callback. Yeah. Um, there's, they are congregating, and the Enterprise is now on its way to find those ships so that they can take down the Scimitar. Yes, that makes sense. Uh, but unfortunately, before they can arrive to their backup, they get the Scimitar strikes from the shadows. From the it's shadows. Perfect cloak. Like a predator. And then next thing you know, that you think they're 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 dead in the water. But this is also the great battle of the what minds. An, what an awesome, awesome starship battle! Honestly, because it's just it. I love the back and forth because you would flash between Shinzon and Picard, and you just seen the way that they controlled each ship. And it was incredible how quickly his degenerative condition was accelerating. <gasps> Every time they cut back to him, he was worse and worse. He was vainier and vainier. I I also. I just want to jump back to this. So this is the point where we do see unfortunate uh, wrong colored shirt guy get sucked out into space. Yes, I believe this is where we're I'd at. also like to just point out, just to indicate the strength of Captain Picard, <laughs> everyone else is gripping onto things for dear life. And you see Captain Picard just kind of lean into his armrest <laughs> and go... <laughs> Just hold on for dear life. All right, guys. We got <laughs> Buckle this. Buckle in. We got this. Well, it goes back to what we were talking about, like, you know, characters having grip, like, sheer grip strength. That's right. That This is the difference between the movie and the show. Had it been the show, forget about it. He's gone. But since this is the movie, different rules apply. 
Different rules apply. That's all I'm saying. Movie rolls. There's probably there probably is maybe like a little extra like ray shielding right in front of the captain's chair. That's fair. That he was just kind of like, ah, I'm yeah. mildly inconvenienced by he this. He just has his head on his hand. Well, this is leaning on it. Yeah. Maybe the whole back of his outfit is Velcro. <laughs> well, he's just stuck I like to the that. chair. I like that. That's theory. much easier. That's yeah. a good theory. That is a good theory. That's canon. Well, you know what? You you should sell that to the army. I bet you make a bunch of money. Instead of like seatbelts, it's just Velcro. Just Velcro. <laughs> Everywhere is Velcro. <laughs> Everything is Velcro. It's like that song. Yeah. Yeah, that song. Anyways, <laughs> what song? Everything is Velcro. The Irving Berlin song? Irving Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we think the Enterprise is dead in the water. We think this is it. This yes. is the last shot. But then all of a sudden we get a, a hailing from yes. the Romulans. Yes. Uh, if- hang on, real fast. There was such a funny joke because oh. Picard was like, computer on screen oh yes that was that was a great there was no screen that was a great joke where he just like looks up and is like oh yes that's right i just lost a crew bait but anyways <laughs> right <laughs> so yes uh we get a hailing from uh another than the lady who caused the uh the accident at the beginning though yes i forget what her name is commander denatra denatra she's played by Dinah Meyer of uh, uh, Starship. Starship Troopers fame. Exactly. When I found out who that was, I was very excited. I was like, I'm glad she's still working in sci-fi. You know what I mean? I was happy to see that she was still out there. Yes. But all the same, uh, seeing uh, seeing uh, Denatra come in and save the day, she's seeing like, how can we help? And the next thing you know, they're they're dead in two seconds. It was so disappointing because I really wanted them to like come in and just wreck, like, you know, wreck the scimitar, just put it in its place. But no dice. I don't know. I felt disappointed by that. I, I understand. But thankfully, they didn't die out, right? They just were like, yeah, we lost our power. But, you know, we're <laughs> yes. okay. But they were okay. Although we have now life, they're like, life support systems. For now. For now. For now. We're yes. Good. Uh, and, and never mind that they have violated their own treaty by, you know, leaving their Romulan space and entering into Federation space. Uh, that seems like that could be a little bit of a, a, a sticky wicket for them to deal with down the road. Well, I think yeah, she... in the next movie. Yes, hopefully we'll see what hopefully. happens. Hopefully, I really hope. Yes, um, but then, so I guess there is a, a plot point that we skipped over because it's it's very unbecoming and very uncouth of Star Trek. Okay. Um, we we kind of avoided the scene where uh, Counselor Troy, <gasps> in a in a moment of intimacy with Commander Riker, <sighs> is violated. She is violated. Mind, mind melded. Yes. Uh, yeah. By uh, the Viceroy controlling Shinzon. <sighs> That's creepy. Because he has a weird fascination with her. I mean, it's an understandable fascination with her. It's but... fair. But he's, he's, it's also, it also backfires on Viceroy. Exactly. Because they're able to actually find the ship at the very end. Yeah, because then later she thought fondles him. <laughs> <laughs> melds his mind. G- That's right. Gives him a little brain tickle. God, but it's just—it was still a very cool, like, scene of just being like, "It's like you thought you lost me. How does it feel?" Meh. Like, it just like completely, just like there it is, shoot right there, oh, yes. and killed him. Sorry about that, gang. Headshot, headshot. <laughs> but yes, uh, I, it was fun seeing Ron Perlman's like exacerbated face, being like, "She's in my mind. I can't get it out." You know. So, but uh, great, great, great all around. And fortunately, he does recover very quickly. He does. Uh, because then he leads a boarding party onto the Enterprise. Oh, they go after Riker. 
Yes. Oh my god. And then there's that whole fight between him and Riker on like over the pit. Yes. Because there's always a pit. <laughs> there's always a pit in these ships. I don't know. And yeah. and the graphics when the Viceroy is eventually <sighs> kicked down Stunning. by Riker. So real. You can't go wrong with just pits. Yes. And throwing people down. Seeing pits. people disappear into bottomless pits. Ridiculous. You don't see that anywhere else. I know, well, I mean, in fairness, Star Wars has done this, but I'm pretty sure that Star Trek did it first. Pretty sure. Yeah. And the execution. It's not even the same ballpark. No. Far better, for one thing. It's it's comically, laughably cheesy. Well, do you want to talk about just Picard's I mean it let's just let's just call it what it is, his sacrifice. Yes. Eventually he's like, There's one way this is all gonna work down and he's like, I'm just gonna sacrifice myself by saving the crew and putting myself onto the scimitar to take out Shinzon myself. Yes. And then they're back and forth. They're fighting. Oh, I mean, you want, you can't write any more vivid poetry than that. Well, I back agree. And forth. Yes. The, I mean, just between the, the dialogue and also just the physicality. Oh. I mean, I, I don't know what martial arts experts they brought in, but it was its own unique brand of fighting. But even to that, just, I mean, the firepower that he brought along with him too. Like, I love the fact that they said we're a pacifist society, but, like, when it comes to, you know, wrecking the house... We will pacify you by any means necessary. By any means necessary, yeah. exactly. I call this one the pacifier. It shoots 600 rounds a minute. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. But it just... And then finally you end with uh, Shinzon coming right at him, and he's able to pull Fastman on him and get him to impale himself. Yes. That was... T- and then, like, Shinzon was like, this is nothing. It's a tickle. It pulls himself even further onto the pole. It's a classic, cool, bad guy move. But, like, the look in his eye... Just to get up close and give him a little kiss. The look in his eye! Right at the very end. He needed that. He needed Thank that. Thank God that pole was so sharp. Right. <laughs> and and loose. And loose. <laughs> if, he, like, if he had gotten to the spine, I mean, now, I never would have made it. Was it loose, or was that just the extreme that's, physical condition? I well, think it was a sheer feat of strength. That's Picard's strength. Picard does talk about uh, early on in the <laughs> film that I'll be in the gym. He needs to hit the gym. Yes, if he's going to go to the the wedding on Beta Z, <laughs> where there are no no speeches and no clothes. Yes. Yeah, how, I cannot believe we skipped over the majesty that is the Beta Z mating ritual. Well, for starters, being that, so just to give a little background on how we did this, a little behind the scenes, Andrew and I had to watch this on Pluto TV, so we might have missed that part, for what it's worth. (laughs) It's a little oversight by me, because I didn't realize you could actually get it on Amazon Prime. Well, yeah, so that, after learning out the fact. Yeah, I found it, and then they brought it to my door two days later. Nice. Oh, okay, there you go. Well, so so to that end, we're really I, living in the future, everybody. <laughs> that's right. I want I just to kind of do a side sidebar. I did want to ask you who was promoted during your watch through? What were your what were your commercials and how many did you see? Well, I'm pretty sure I saw the one commercial that everybody does like, which is the tag team uh ice cream Geico commercial. Did we see that one? I don't think so. So chocolate peanut butter cookie dough. Oh, that Scoop. one. There yes. it is. Okay. Scoop. There I see that more on YouTube than anything else. We the two that we saw, we saw uh, Vista College. Vista College forever, uh, forever and ever and ever. And the they other had one, like six different commercials, and they kept playing one after the other in succession. And then they would do Carab- uh, Carabas, Italian the Italian eatery. Yeah, and it's like all right. 
Karabas, you're the true MVP. Because <laughs> that's all we keep seeing here. And every and like honestly, like when it came to the cuts, like during the movie, they were at such they awkward cut off spots. So many dramatic scenes. Right. But as soon as as soon as the Viceroy and Riker were fighting, they go into punch, and then it's like Ooh, Vista College. Yeah, Vista College. <laughs> Have you heard of Vista College? Well, Vista College is Vista College. That it's like okay, Vista College. We get it. But that's sorry. That's my two cents on that. I just well, kind of wanted to bring that up. It's all right. I appreciate you bringing that up. We have one. We're we're nearly there. <laughs> we're bringing this home right now. All right, let's do it. So, what we find though is that there's no longer any time. I mean, between Shinzon basically pinning Captain Picard to the wall by his self-flagellation, um, it is that, even worse self-flagellation because it's, it's himself. a clone of himself. Yes, ah, so that meta. has to be a little so social commentary. Yeah, that has mm-hmm. to be pretty eerie to to watch yourself dead. Yes, um, but we find out that Data has also gone out the airlock. That was a great scene. Yes, I was terrified for him because, like, he, he doesn't have thrusters or anything. And he had to aim just right. And, and we know how we know how space works. And let me, yeah, he had to get the running start first. Yes, of course. Yes, throw himself. And let me just point out once again something that Star Wars stole. <gasps> yeah, with Leia, I guess. Well, I've and, heard things about this. That's like some some space princess or something like that. She like floats through space, but it's like, well, if you do that, there's no air. It doesn't make any sense. It's, 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 forget about it. It's, it's a it nothing sounds pretty series. lame. It's a nothing series. Yes. Anyway. I, I, I want to say that the, the Clone Wars also did that. They actually like, there's a scene where a, a boarding party flies from one ship to the other through the vacuum of space. Interesting. Um, but I wouldn't know anything about that. No, I mean, well, first of all, it's a kid's show. Yes, I think that's Danny, for children. I think yes. Danny Boyle ripped that off in Sunshine, too. You <laughs> might be right. That's fair. That's fair. But all the same, that was very exciting. And um, yes, you know. but so but so now, unfortunately, we find that there is no way to stop the Thaleron generator from firing on the Enterprise and killing everybody aboard. Oh, no, Instantly. it's going to happen. So, except... Except that we find Data aboard the ship, and he still has his magic Chekhov's gun of the mini transponder. He sticks it onto Picard, onto Picard and says, says, Be gone. Be gone. Captain. Goodbye. Goodbye, sir. And Pet my cat for me. Yes. <laughs> and then he picks up a phaser and fires two bolts oh. into the Thaleron generator. Causing it to explode. Oh, that's so sad. That was, that was, I didn't realize how heartbreaking this whole series was going to be. But like, I just growing to love Data as the character that we know and love. That was one of the hardest scenes to watch. Yes. Personally. Pretty much my favorite. Pretty much my favorite. My favorite character. And to see him done like that. I mean, it was heroic. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just not ready. Well, so to that end, I'm hoping that with you know with future installments, yes, uh, knowing that we also had a bit of a you know foreshadowing earlier that B four was getting all of the memories from uh, from Data, maybe B four will become the new Data. But will he be called Data or will he be called B four because he's his own? It, this is another thing that this movie does. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a movie asking you to look at yourself. It's there is a lot of mirror 
imagery. Yes, like what could have been. Yes, you know all that kind of stuff, and like I, I appreciate that they did that not only with Picard but with Data as well. We are the same, but so very different. So very, we're not so different, you and I. That kind of thing. I like it. I also think it's a great like kind of allegory. Like um, Data's the the android character. He's also showing all of these humans like humanity. Humanity. And of, sacrifice. Of all the beings I have met, he was the most human. That yes. was that's the famous that's, line. Well, that's about Spock, I think. But still, it, it cuts me deep. It does cut deep. It's a very good, very good, uh, very good thought process on that. I appreciate that. I loved, I loved the scene after everything was said and done when they decided to have their celebratory glass of wine, Merlot, and then they poured the bottle out for Data. <laughs> very touching tribute. Yes, it's very touching because he couldn't drink it because he's an android. That's right. But still, and they mentioned the song. Yes. What was that was song? Whistling. Oh, and then that point where like him and Data were talking and Data's like still trying to figure it out and then he starts singing the song. That was You mean sad. before. I think you mean before, before in that instance. Naturally. Sorry. Well he's gonna be Data. I have I have every I have no doubt. The new data. The new data. Because everyone needs new data. That's right. And then that's kinda where the where we end. We we see the, the Enterprise being fixed up and we kinda end on a high note at that point. Yeah, on a hopeful note. A hopeful note. A note about hope. About <laughs> we still waiting for the subsequent film, the follow up, the follow, the follow up. up. Well, it's only again; it's only been nineteen years, so give it time. We have time. We have time. <laughs> mm. So, to that end, gang, that was that was great. I personally really enjoyed this. Um, what would I, you rate it out of ten? Out of ten, a ten. I need rate ten. Okay, ten. Out of 10. Eight, Eva, the Eva. expert. I give it like a solid eight. Ooh. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Got some uh, notes. I'm going to offset your eight by giving it a twelve. Okay. Wow. Okay. okay. Love it. What about you, Duncan? Ten. Okay. Right down the board. Right down the all board. Right. Fair enough. Everything Fair was enough. perfect. Rough critics all around. But all the costume same. design gets a gets a fifteen. <laughs> That's fair. Makeup. <laughs> Big shout out to the uh, the eyewear professionals for providing right. all of the. Terrific. Very unique contact lenses. Yes. Oh my god. Between data, B4, and Jordy. Jordy. Jordy's contacts were probably my favorite, honestly. For sure. Uh, I, I I do miss his wraparound his visor. shades. His visor. Yeah. But uh just seeing him like develop more as a character and actually be able to get more emotion Getting through to see his, his eyes. eyes. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that much more. Uh, well to uh to finish it out, do we wanna do we wanna do a quiz? Let's uh, do a quiz. Can we go to quiz? Is it quiz time? I think it's, it's quiz, quiz time. time. All right. Well Eva, <laughs> do you wanna since you're the expert here, do you wanna give us the quiz? Do you want us to figure out which one of us should figure it out? Ooh, I don't know. So do I, I have think- any volunteers? Uh, I know Andrew, you went last time. Well, actually that's not Entirely correct. Oh crap! So I think it should be you, Connor. You want it to be me? Yeah. Okay. Why don't you hit it up? What do you got? All right. Well, this is kind of fitting. Which Star Trek alien is your soulmate? <gasps> oh, fair enough. It's Eva. No, sorry. <laughs> I'm not an alien. Get it together. <laughs> uh, <laughs> choose the perfect gift from your significant other. I'm okay. taking notes here. Okay, easy. Uh, roses, candles, knives, rings. Books, crystals. Uh, this is just a picture of a giraffe. <laughs> uh, animals, maybe. Chocolate, money, 
Or puzzles. Giraffes. Giraffes. Giraffe. Okay. You, had, you had me at giraffes. <laughs> <laughs> you want someone who is funny, intelligent, ambitious, loyal, charming, attractive, understanding, serious, intense, or rich. Intelligent. Because I'm a dummy. <laughs> Pick your favorite Star Trek quote. It is possible to commit no mistakes and still lose. Hmm. Confidence is faith in oneself. It can't easily be given by another. Hmm. Insufficient facts always invite danger. Hmm. Today is a good day to die. In all the universe, you're the closest thing I have to a friend. I'm not exploiting and cheating people at random. I'm doing it according to a specific set of rules. The sperm whale on Earth devours millions of cuttlefish as it roams roams the oceans. It is not evil. It is feeding. That's mine. I'll I'll, think of that one. I'll have 10 chocolate sundaes is the last quote. Oh. (laughs) Damn. What about your mother has a smooth forehead? Is that one? That's not one. All right. Never mind then. It's the whale. All right. The whale one for sure. It's iconic. You only said that because it says sperm. Anyways, pick a game. Family program, guys. <laughs> Chess, poker, snowball fight, Monopoly, Risk, Russian Roulette, A Fight to the Death, Ooh. or Cat is Caught. Uh, risk. Easy peasy. What do you do at a party? Accidentally get into really deep conversations? Think about the book I was reading earlier. Force everyone to gamble. Get in a fight. Eat food. Parties are illogical. Devour the guests, or I bring the party. Uh, the very first one. It's Accidentally the, uh, get into really deep conversations. It happens all the time. <laughs> You're just sitting around the punch bowl, and next thing you know, you get existential. Pick a color. Red, orange, uh, blue, rainbow, black, green, yellow, or white. Rainbow. It's called the cheater's cho- choice. Get all the colors. <laughs> Pick something to eat. Pizza. Just give me what I normally eat. Which is pizza. Another picture of a giraffe. (laughs) (laughs) The blood of my enemies. Uh, Gold bar. Uh, Brownie. Ice cream or organic matter. Another giraffe. (laughs) They're good to pet and eat. That's right. Come on. That that took a turn. (laughs) Pick a holodeck program. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, money, space, skiing, shooting, karate, yoga, <laughs> old-timey data, uh, old-timey board. Old-timey data. All right. That just sounds fun. Finally, choose a favorite Star Trek character. Oh, no. Riker, uh, Quark, who you don't know. He's the ears uh, guy. Yeah, he's the ears guy. I know that. Uh, Lore. Who we've uh, just spoken yes, about. Yes, the other, the other data. Yeah, Spock, Captain Kirk. Ooh. You'd like him. Uh, Jadzia Dax. I don't know why you're saying it this way. We yeah. are all Star Wars experts. Yeah, we know, we know Star Trek. Star, Star Trek. Trek. Star Trek. Get it yes. together. <laughs> Says the expert. <laughs> Captain Picard, Seven of Nine, Q, Bellana Torres. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, what was the very first one? It was um, Com- Riker. Riker. Riker, because he's a hunk. You don't want to pick seven of nine. I would pick seven. It's not your quiz. It's my quiz. Okay. <laughs> I'm picking Riker. He's hunk. What'd I get? All right, Q. 
I'm Q? Yeah. He's, no, he's your soulmate. <gasps> you like troublesome, all-powerful beings. Well, that sounds about right. That's fair. <laughs> he was the bad guy in the last, uh, well, not in the last movie. I can't remember. Uh, but I do remember Q. He was like a trickster mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh, well, all right. Well, hey, gang. Uh, if you like that, I hope uh, I hope you enjoyed our review. I hope you enjoyed our quiz. I hope you enjoyed listening to us uh, dissect one of our favorite pastimes of all time. But if you want to get at us and check us out, uh, I do recommend checking us out on our Instagram and our Twitter. That Instagram is, I don't know why it says it this way. Someone messed up with my notes. That's weird. My notes say... Corito Shot First Podcast, all one word, at Instagram.com. It doesn't make any sense. Well, either way, check us out there. And then check us out on Twitter at First Credo, all one word. That's weird. Uh, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. You can catch us at uh, ReggieshousePodcast.com. We're always there. Uh, and then uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you want to have any ideas or any future topics, check us out or leave drop us an email. At greetershotfirstpod at gmail.com. That's greetershotfirstpod, all one word, at gmail.com. That doesn't make any sense at all. Gotta get that fixed. Highly that suspect. Fixed. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. I I, I thought I thought today was a pretty good episode. Uh, do we kind of want to wrap this up? Are we done? Are we good? Eva, are you good? Yeah, I'm good. Brian, are you good? Yeah, feeling all right. Andrew, you want to leave? Make it so! Oh! <gasps>